For Nerds by Nerds Production. Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. I'm Josh. I am Ben. And today we are talking Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. It was really, really good. It was See better you. than you expected. See you later. <laughs> now, you didn't have uh, huge hopes going into this one. No. Uh, or you weren't all that, I didn't, like... I didn't have low expectations. I just thought it would be kind of, like, meh. You weren't sold on it. Yeah, I just didn't think it would, like, capture the spirit <laughs> of Ghostbusters. <laughs> but well, they, did, they did a really good job. I've been talking about this since I saw it. I've been talking about how... For the last few years, for mostly a decade, we've been getting force-fed a bunch of stuff that's 80s-driven. You know, remakes and uh, f- people getting together and doing movies after 30, 40 years. And this one didn't seem like they were forcing anything on us. It felt like a good continuation. It felt like... Yeah, it felt natural. It belonged. And I was very happy about every bit of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I really... I, I... I enjoyed it all the way through. Although I will say I was it took me throughout most of the movie to relate the children to the adults. <laughs> what do you mean? Like each child was one of the adults in I mean kind of I guess. Well, barely. It, yeah, but the main girl is <laughs> and the rest of them aren't really. Right? But the little Asian kid is Dan Aykroyd because he he was the one that kind was of. always with media. He had the glasses. Kind he of. The... He's not very smart. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to be smart, but that's the character they were playing him off of. And it isn't like Finn Wolfhard is this conf- overconfident ladies man. No, He's but an he idiot. was the one trying to get a lady. <laughs> yeah. I so know. you know what I mean. They did. They and did. then what? Because she's black, she's Winston. <laughs> of course. No. And they, that's. That's the only reason, because she came in later as a ghost, but she was brought into the fold after the three joined. So it it really does have a stepping stone like the original. Yeah, I'm not looking into it that deep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's necessary at all. I think it's it's perfectly. I think they pretty much, besides the little girl basically being Egon, but still extremely likable and and charismatic and shit. Um, she's. I love her as an actress. She's a. She's a great saw, little actress. I saw the red carpet, like clips, because I saw uh, yesterday was Harold Ramis's birthday. Oh, so Lord. they did a big thing for his birthday at like the red carpet premiere for the movie. Yeah, and everyone was like giving like, because most of the people in this movie had met him before, like the adults, like all of the original Ghostbusters, right? And, and right, Jason right, Reitman, right. the director, and like Paul Rudd had. Worked with him before and stuff, so they were all just giving like he how great he was and all this stuff, and she looks so much different because this movie was made so long ago. Yes, <laughs> and just pushed back and pushed back and pushed. yeah, because she's like fifty, she's like sixty three years younger. Yeah, in that fucking movie, she looks like a little kid, and then I see her on the red carpet, and I'm like, oh, she's like a high schooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was doing this. She's in the peak of uh, right now. She she has a recurring role, not like weekly but a recurring role on young sheldon uh with annie potts yeah who is sheldon's grandmother or mima and uh so she plays a smarty in that show but i didn't see her smarty personality from young sheldon 
she took from the young Sheldon character and portrayed that on screen uh, as as Phoebe, and it was really great because it's the same way Sheldon would have acted in the show. Well, so it's also how Egon would have acted. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just uh, sure that's what they're going for. The way, yeah, but it's just the way she spoke. But you know, she's been spending time with this kid that does that role, so I'm sure she took a lot of. Fuck that show. <laughs> uh, that's a good show. Young Sheldon's a wonderful show. But that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Ghostbusters. Yeah, we'll talk a little spoiler-free-ish chat, and then we'll we'll dive in. I'm not sure we'll go through this super linearly. We'll more talk about what we liked, and I, I'd say didn't like, but there wasn't much I didn't like. So I had just a, the beginning of it was a little slow for me, just when they started getting to know the characters. But I, after that, it just took off, and it was crazy. Yeah. But I mean, let's go run through the cast here. We have a we have a lot of Marvel people in this. <laughs> it's a big cast because Paul Rudd. We got Paul Rudd as as Gruberson, Mister Gruberson, their te- the summer school teacher who didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> he's, he's like whatever, dude. He's like yeah, he's like a seismologist. And uh, Carrie Coon, who plays uh, Callie, which is the kid's mom, right. Uh, I don't really know her from a lot, but she did play. She was like in Phasma or something like that. It was no, she's Proxima. Midnight. Proxima. That's that's she's the lady one. Of the lady Thanos villain. Yeah, goon. But it in on IMDb when it, I looked it up because I'm like she's in the Avengers, and I looked it up and it says on set Proxima Midnight. So I don't know what that means. Did they use her voice? Did they use... Did, on set, I would assume that meant they use her body <laughs> and mm. not her voice. So I don't know. Huh. But I mean, she is in other things that I know. But I mean, I don't, I don't just immediately recognize her face. But she was great. I thought she was really good. She did, she did play a great mom. They did kind of just like... They very vaguely talk about the whole Egon having a child situation. They don't... They don't give you a lot of context just so that they don't Yeah, they don't give say you a anything timeline. that like throws it off. Right. But they also and we'll get to the well, we'll get to that part I'm gonna say later. Uh Finn Wolfhard I thought was going to be like the main focus of this movie, and I I was very happy that the focus was on Phoebe and not on him. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't on him. But I've I gotta say, man, I I didn't know that kid was so tall and lanky. That's he's grown. He's really yeah, he's in that weird phase. He's in that very awkward lanky stage and but he fits like he fits the the Spangler look because of how lanky and yeah, skinny he with his like with his goof. with his giant nose. And he just looks like he's like, Oh gee, they've picked good kids to be his grandchildren. They really yeah. did. Yeah, McKenna Grace as Phoebe is amazing. That girl's gonna be a fucking star when she grows up. <laughs> she's already huge. She's up there. She was up right up there with the rest of the adult actors in the movie. She was she was very captivating. I really liked her. I thought she 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 fit that role perfectly. And then yeah, her friend. I thought <laughs> Logan, Logan Kim. Kim is podcast. I thought the character was great, but you couldn't come up with a more original name for him <laughs> than podcast because he, he happens to, be... to do a podcast. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. He I, was great. His comedy his comedy was spot on. And I liked that her, him and Phoebe's little relationship. How they be- actually became friends, even though they were. You know, like she's she's a very introverted girl who doesn't make friends easily, and he's a very lonely kid who doesn't seem to make friends easily for the opposite reason. Right? She's too introverted. He's too extroverted. I think he was. I think he was just absolutely phenomenal and just ready to go at all yeah. times. Like, he was, yeah, he was hilarious. His <laughs> he was co- great. His comic timing was very spot on. 
Now, Celeste O'Connor, she is pretty much a nobody. I just watched Freaky last night for the first time. And she's is it in good? A, yeah, it's fucking amazing. And what is it? What is it about? I've uh, never heard Freaky? of it. Freaky is a slasher movie, but it's a horror comedy. So it's like Freaky Friday. Ah. Oh. But the main character is the girl from T- Detective Pikachu. Oh, I only saw it once. I don't remember much the, about it. The girl from that is the the girl, and she swaps bodies with Vince Vaughn, who's like a <laughs> who's like a Jason serial killer. Oh no, like shit. a mass serial killer. I've heard about this movie. I just not yeah, seen it. It was fu- fucking fantastic. So she's that, a- that would have been that was like the first big movie to come out during the pandemic. Yeah, and that movie probably would have been. A huge hit, do you if think? It hadn't yeah. Fucking, if that hadn't been taking place, because it was fucking amazing. It's a from shame start that, to finish. that it didn't go as big as it, it should have. Yeah, I will, um, I will take ten Friday the Thirteenth esque prequels <laughs> with the Vince Vaughn character just really? as a silent slasher. It's fucking yeah. phenomenal. I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it tonight. Then yeah, it's on HBO Go. But yeah, <laughs> she's in that. She's the main girl's best friend. She that. looks, and what's funny yeah, is she looks exactly the same. Because that was also made three years ago. <laughs> she looks and sounds like the girl from uh, the TV show Blackish, but I know it's not because she's not as old as the girl from Blackish. And I was like, God, I know this voice, I know this face, and I didn't, I didn't know her from anywhere. But she's so relatable. She's such a, a good she's actor. Not really in a lot. No, well, she only she got seven things on her IMDb yeah. page. So, and then her dad was Joaquin Woodbine from Crybaby, and oh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I know him from? He's the shocker from Spider Man Homecoming. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So again, another Marvel character. Yeah, but I did not expect him to show up. But well, also, the main girl from Freaky is replacing Ant Man's daughter. Oh, in, really? In Ant Man Three, I don't know why. Man, I'm telling you, the Marvel universe is just eating the whole why? entire. That, I feel like that's kind of disrespectful, though. To be like, you were Ant Man's daughter, grown up daughter, and the highest grossing movie of all time. And they're replacing her. We're going to replace you. <laughs> but like, is it her choice or is it Marvel's a good choice? Job? I mean, that's definitely got to be Marvel's choice. I, I thought she did a great job yeah. as his daughter. I think she was fine. But yeah, she's being replaced with that girl. Wow. <laughs> so well, it's everybody's true. in the Marvel universe. Well, it happens. But I mean, that's that's pretty much, that's the main cast. That's the really. main cast. And, and then, then you uh, get cameos. Yeah, we'll talk about those in spoilers. Besides that, what else is there to talk about the non-spoiler? I think they real they really landed the feel of this movie, which I think a huge help from that was the score. Yeah, the music, this the soundtrack movie, to this was phenomenal. It is perfectly scored with the original soundtrack of all the like ambient theremin music and shit like that. Yeah, like, it, it all works perfectly. It felt really authentic, like it did, like it came out of the first movie. I feel like people will maybe have a problem if you look at this as like, uh, if you would like pull back and look at this, I think some people may have a problem, which is the same type of problem people had with The Force Awakens. Like, oh, it's just a rehash. And it kind of is. It's this, it I, is the same story. I didn't story. have a problem with Force Awakens doing it the way they did it. And no. I don't have a problem with the way Ghostbusters did it. And they didn't do it exactly the same. And it is much more done as like a love letter than a retelling of the same right, story. Right, 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 right. Basically. And I'm not even talking about like the big aspects. I'm just talking about like they find out ghosts are real and then they find then they are training with the Proton Pack. Yeah. <laughs> this and that. Like all that type of stuff. But yeah, score was great. Visually, everything was a great there's some CGI in this movie that is unbelievably well done. Yes. Uh, so if we talk about the score just a little bit longer, did you sit through the credits? Hmm? So the song at the end of the credits uh, that the girl was singing, 
Is that Olivia Rodrigo? That's who no. it sounded like. That's the girl that played Phoebe. That's oh, her. is it really? She released that song. That oh, is really? her singing that song. It was amazing. It sounded like Olivia Rodrigo. I thought it was, too. <laughs> uh, my wife's like, I knew that Something sounded. Something about a haunted house. <laughs> uh, so my wife looked it up last night after the movie, and she's like, holy shit, the little girl that played Phoebe sang that song. Oh, that's cool. So she is so talented. Yeah. She's going to go. She's going to have a huge career. So in the graphics, phenomenal. Yeah, graphics are phenomenal. Visuals are phenomenal. It's it's written very well. It's written very believably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there really is to talk about spoiler-wise. I don't know. It just it fe- it was a feel-good movie. It really was. It it was definitely a feel-good movie, which I don't say that about a lot of movies. No, but I did I... walk out going, "This was great," and I felt good and it, you, there were plenty of parts that make you smile. Yep. Um, I walked out thinking, "Jesus, I might turn around and watch the Midnight Showing of this, I, yeah, I would, I would definitely want to watch it again right away. And I'm like, I can't wait for it to hit DVD. I'm now that my it. expectations uh, are mm-hmm. exceeded, I can't wait to watch it without a any not a critical eye, but like a watching it and not having to understand. And you mean like for everything and like what attention. we do with the new one, with the old ones? Like yeah, like just sit back and enjoy it. I went home last night after this movie. I went to the seven o'clock showing. I was home by nine thirty, and I immediately. Laid in bed and put on Ghostbusters, the original. And we just watched Ghostbusters last week. Yep. <laughs> Four days ago. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's how much I wanted to see Ghostbusters again. Yeah. Because it just absolutely made my night. And I was like, I'll just, I can keep watching this. Yeah. Um, I guess spoilers are not, non spoilers, just the, like the basic premise of the story. I mean, you've seen it in the commercials is that Egon has like a not long lost child. But what are you, an estranged child? I would say he had a child and then had to leave her behind. Yeah. And so she, estranged. She, like, <laughs> inherits his house with her kids. And then there are ghosts. <laughs> and then there's ghosts. Yeah, just uh, like the trailer. I don't know why I'm trying there's to There's fighting ghosts. But, uh, and then there's capturing ghosts. And then yeah. there's... I could have done with more ghosts. Yeah. That's the only drawback I had was like in the first movie you had multiple sightings and multiple ghosts ghosts. And in this one you didn't get as many. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would have liked I mean they yeah, they sh- they more show you some like supernatural shit and show you that kind of like spooky stuff is happening. Yeah. But yeah, there isn't a lot of different ghost sightings, which yeah, I would have I would have enjoyed more ghosts. It would have been well, because it wasn't really the same. Because the one in the first one, it everybody was seeing ghosts crop up that had been there for yeah, years, everywhere. <laughs> because all this, you know, was was coming. But this one is just this town is like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? And they're oblivious to most of it. Yeah, for a movie that very much takes place in a town, and the town is kind of supposed to be a big element of it. The townspeople play a very small part in anything going on. In this yeah, movie. it really does. Just lots of times, it seems like it's a ghost town. <laughs> like you, you mean dun, like, dun, dun. <laughs> like Walmart? Yeah, just kind of like yeah. They're in Walmart at one point, and there's like no people. In it. <laughs> it's the most unbelievable. I look. Josh and I have both worked at Walmart. I still work at Walmart. There are always people, there. and that place is packed twenty four seven. There's a scene in this movie. Where Paul Rudd's the only person in the entire store. And I'm like, well, I call much. bullshit on that. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But let's uh, let's get into full spoilers here. So, <laughs> as usual, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why you'd be listening. But yeah. definitely stop now. We, uh, our non-spoiler review is that this movie is great. 
<laughs> ten, 10 out of 10. Go see it. And our spoiler review is starting now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't listen any further. Um, if you're still listening, you're done. Fucked up. <laughs> so this movie seems to just completely ignore that Ghostbusters 2 exists. Um, yeah. They don't talk about it. They don't mention a single thing from it. Nope. They pretty much act like the first one happened, and then it's been almost 40 years. I, I think you can glaze over that because of the conversation that Dan Aykroyd has uh, in the yeah. middle of the movie. But they, they never, they never were like, and then there was that second attack <laughs> on New York by ghosts. <laughs> Maybe it was all supposed to be rolled into one big attack. I don't know. Well, they, and then they even go to the dates that are written on that yeah. cave wall and they're like, it's 1984, and then there, there isn't another date till 2021. <laughs> right, so there's a, a cave wall that has a bunch of numbers scrawled across it, and it's not really uh, separated very much, but if you look at it at a certain angle, you see that the dates are, you know, yeah, all the years millennia like ago up to 1984. Tragic events happened. It, because of ghosts, yeah, and because the gatekeeper and the key master bringing out, what is it, the name of the giant ghost in the... Yeah, uh, Gozer's back. Gozer's back. Gozer's yeah, back in this Gozer. one. I wonder who played Gozer. Cause that is... The face looked I cannot different. say the name. I don't know her name. But she is dating uh, Elliot Page, former, formerly known as Ellen Page. Oh, yeah? So if you go to her INDB page, she is in every picture. Every picture is with Ellen Page or Elliot Page at this point. Is it Emma Porner? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I've never seen her before. I don't know who she is. She looked a lot different than she looked. Yeah. Well, it also just says spirit of Gozer. I don't know if that... But she... They did a good job of capturing the look of the Gozer from the first movie. But you can imagine that Gozer should be able to take on any shape or any form. No, Gozer is Olivia Wilde. Is the body. I knew her face looked familiar. What's her name? The Tron Legacy Girl. Is that who that was? That's her. The body. And then the voice is that lady from The Punisher, the old the cop's mom, who has that really gravelly voice. Who's like, yeah. can't do this. Then who is this girl? And then. That's with Elliot Page. This is Spirit of Gozer. So I'm wondering if she played her. When Remember when she's all fucked up? Like when the demon dog. The, the uh, dog gets ghost trapped? She's like barely like half there. Yes. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. When that. she's like half skeleton and yeah, that could be. I don't know I, why you would need a third person. Maybe that was like a reshoot or something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe because that's the only person I could come up with. I'm glad you found something different. Yeah. I love Olivia Wilde. I don't know why she's like. She, all she does is like direct now. She's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll walk through this story a little bit, well, a little vaguer than we usually do. It starts, we see we're on a mountain, there's some supernatural shit going on above the mountain, and then you see a proton stream shoot up into the sky. I thought that was really cool. Starting it off strong. And then a truck comes barreling down the mountain. Barrel, that thing was moving. Yeah, smashes through a gate, and you can tell uh, they did a very good job of kind of keeping it in the shadows. But you can tell it's Egon driving. The profile the truck. was was fantastic. Yeah. It was Egon, definitely. And then his truck gets flipped off the road. He has a ghost trap in it that definitely has a ghost trapped in it. He gets knocked off the road. He gets out of his truck and runs through a cornfield to his house. And 
he is just waiting on the porch, kind of holding out the ghost trap, and and an, like an invisible ghost, <laughs> like comes comes closer to the house, and he tries to launch this trap in his yard, but it kind of like malfunctions. Yeah, the it didn't have enough electrical current. Yeah, this he has these like big conductors in his yard, and they kind of like zap out instead of doing what they're supposed to do. Wayne goes inside and he sits in his chair and then he gets uh he hides the ghost trap in the floor. And then he gets uh the hands come out of the chair like in the first Ghostbusters that attack Dana. And then uh <clears throat> we cut to I don't know where they're supposed to be. New York maybe? I I don't think they were in New York. But I can't remember what she said the what town they were from. Yeah, we we cut to the family, Callie and Trevor and Phoebe, all living in an apartment. Phoebe's like f- fucking with the electricity, <laughs> stealing the neighbor's electricity, and she's just little girl Egon, basically. Exactly the same glasses, uh, same hairstyle. Everything was Egonish, <laughs> and uh, they're like they're poor and behind on the rent and all this stuff. And she thinks she's she finds out her father died. So she thinks she's inheriting money. Uh, yeah, she thought she was getting a payday. Yeah, because she's like, I don't know him. He like walked out on on me when I was a little kid. So I just want to get whatever I'm getting, and then I can pay my rent. And that's when her landlord puts an eviction notice on her door <laughs> yeah. and says, I'll wait till you leave to change the locks. At least he's that nice. So then they drive to, where is it, Oklahoma? It's somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think it was they Oklahoma. drive to the Midwest. <laughs> Somewhere in the Midwest. They only say it once, so I don't really remember where it is. But yeah, it's definitely in the Midwest. I think it was Oklahoma. To this like broken down, spooky looking house in the middle of nowhere. It is this, a like, frightening looking house on the outside. Yeah. Absolutely. The barn is more frightening because the whole like... The roof is, the caved, roof is in. caved in. Yeah, it's like this dirt farm in the middle of nowhere. And this is Egon's house. And he's like spray painted signs that are like... Quotes from Revelation in the Bible and stuff like this. The mom's basically like, we're going to live here now because we have nowhere else to go. Phoebe has to go to summer school basically because she only likes to learn. So there's nothing else for her I, to do. Yeah, I, I I didn't understand that part, but I get it now. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, it was it, like, you'll like school. It's July. You know, why, why are you going to school? But I also think it's weird that it's like, oh, you'll go to school. And Trevor, the brother, will get a job. But she doesn't, like, the mom doesn't get a job. It's like, you're so behind on bills, I can see why. <laughs> Lazy bitch, like, go did, get a job. Did she, she didn't take a job? No. Oh. Just hanging out with Paul Rudd and redoing the house. Hmm. But yeah, Phoebe. Phoebe's teacher is Paul Rudd, who <laughs> is a seismologist who's moved here because there are earthquakes all the time, even though they're not anywhere near any fault lines or anything like that. They're, they're, sh- they're in a location where there should be zero earthquakes, and there's numerous earthquakes like a day. And it's ridiculous. But he's taking a job as a summer school teacher because he... Gotta pay the bills. Being a seismologist doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> you gotta pay the bills. That's where she meets podcast. He's a little boy that he does a podcast about paranormal stuff, but he also does it on kind of whatever... Um, <laughs> he's a food critic. Yeah, sometimes a food critic. <laughs> sometimes a food critic. <laughs> um, they become fast friends, and uh, Phoebe notices some like weird stuff happening in her house. She's laying in bed, and a chessboard gets knocked over. So she sets it all back up, and when she wakes up in the morning, a piece has moved. So she starts playing chess with this yeah. entity. She, yeah, she moves a piece, house. and when she comes back again, another piece has moved. 
and then she she moves another piece and then the, she actually sees the pieces moving when they first get into that house though she found one of the what is it, the meter oh yes the pke meter the was pke meter the under a chair where he died so that starts going off anytime this ghost is around it starts going off it also has like a built-in proton taser in it now yeah <laughs> like yeah. if you get too close to the ghost the 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 bars go all the way up and then they get a little shocky <laughs> yeah i thought that was cool there was a neat neat additive i don't remember the trigger on the bottom either no that's definitely added that red trigger yeah, yeah i don't remember that either from the original and i was watching the original closely to see if yeah. they had they, did, they took some liberties with like with the car too they put lights in places that weren't there before and really i thought yeah. the car looked great i thought the car looked phenomenal but i'm glad they didn't try to like update it at all i, they, don't, I don't need no fucking neons underneath it <laughs> <laughs> i just didn't uh like there were the lights that came out of the bumper in front of the headlights that weren't there in the original. Hmm. Um, I noticed that last night. I was like, what are those lights? I don't remember those. But, yeah, so she's playing chess with a, with an entity. Yeah, which is go- Ghost Egon. Yep, which he, she finds I thought out. all those type of effects were cool. Where, like, she was fall- It was very, like, poltergeist. She's falling yeah, yeah, the yeah. lights down the stairs and stuff like that. Yep. Um, he led her to his secret base underneath the, <laughs> yeah, underneath the barn. Yeah, he has a... In the barn, he's, he has installed a fire pole. <laughs> I sh- she opened up that door, and I'm like, is that a fire pole? No, Which no one questions. A couple, quite a few people go down this fire pole, and no one's like, hey, why the fuck is this a pole? They're just like, yep, business as usual. Let me well, grab onto this fucker and slide on down. I think what's funny is if you go back to the original movies, he's the one that had the hardest time with the fire pole. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a fire pole. I was like, hmm. But yeah, Egon has this like underground kind of laboratory, and that's where like all the proton packs are and everything. And he kind of like you don't see him; you, you just see like the light. <laughs> he like moves this like lamp around. Yeah. Um. So he kind of like walks her through fixing this. Yeah, it's got the Pixar pack. lamp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is basically. <laughs> it looks like a Pixar yeah, lamp. It's like uh, yeah, and it's just kind of moving around. And so he yeah he walks her through fixing a uh, a proton pack. Yeah, and at that time, uh, Trevor is out. He has a crush on this girl that he like. He got a job at this diner because he thought this girl was cute. Oh, we we missed uh, we missed Annie Potts. Oh, so yeah, Annie when they Potts first got to the house, uh, Annie Potts shows up, and it's like you know her character didn't need to be there at all. It was yeah, a good. I mean, it was a nice tie, and I was I was kind of hoping that would have been her mom or something, or at least his love interest. But yeah, she's just like we she's were like. So are you the accountant? Friends. She goes, no, there's no money. <laughs> yeah, I just kept the lights on. Yeah. So what did Annie Potts do to keep the lights on? I mean, she must have had a job somewhere. She. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, is it, but it was nice to see. Her. It was great to see her. It. What's funny though is in Young Sheldon, she looks a whole lot younger. I think maybe yeah they, they made her up to look old in this because I saw her on Law and Order not too long ago and she looks a lot older in this than she yeah. does in that. I was like, holy crap, what happened to you? <laughs> so anyhow, but yeah, Trevor goes to this to the that same mountain. He goes to that mountain with the the, the girl and her kind of doofus work friends that pop in and out. Bunch of degenerates. I thought they were going to wind up being like bullies, but they're not. They're just going to f- fuck around. People. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were. They were. They were the. They were the Harold and Kumar of this yeah, movie. They're just kind of like. There was two guys that would just pick fun and make jokes. But they're like they're sitting. You've seen it in the trailer. They're sitting over this like hole in the mountain, and and there starts to be some ghost activity, and he yeah, everything them. starts to shake. And we've seen this like underground, kind of like Indiana Jones cave type of like doorway built into a out of stone in a wall. 
with like engravings on it that definitely have like a terror dog and stuff on them. Yep. And uh, that's been like kind of rattling around. So this town used to be a mining town. Yeah. And they were strip mining this area. And apparently the miners kept committing suicide, jumping into this Down pit. pit. Yeah. Um, and then one day this doorway showed up. And that's why the mine is closed down. So it it wasn't just there, and they didn't uncover it. It just kind of showed up out of nowhere, um, is what they're saying. Yeah. And then it was covered by, like, it, what looked like giant tarp. Yeah, I think, they kinda, and, I think they uncovered it, and then we were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> and we hear there's, like, a kind of, like, it's not lava. It's just kind of, like, a blob of ghosts all, like, in one formation underneath the, the mountain and... It says Gozer, and then they all like freak out and leave. So she kind of gets led to the trap. She finds a ghost trap in the floor. Um, she brings it to school. That's when you see the part from the commercial where Paul Rudd's like, "You don't know what a ghost trap is? These are the Ghostbusters." Yeah, blah, you blah. don't remember the eighties? Like she had no Phoebe had no idea that her grandfather was Egon Spangler, or that he was a Ghostbuster, or any of this. She didn't even know ghosts were real. Which it's like if that event did happen in the eighties. That would be no. Everybody would remember that. You'd be taught that shit in school. <laughs> well, her and her brother they were never told about their grandfather until he passed away. Yeah, I, I mean, we have the internet. <laughs> you would have seen true. that. That's so. true. And they did. You know, they did talk about it a little bit. Like I knew of that incident, but I don't know of that incident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, oh yeah, 1984 ghost. Yeah, it's also and, like kids. Kids don't. Yeah, it's like like, like from thirty years ago. Unless I show my grandson, who's ten years old right now, Ghostbusters, he's not gonna know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> so we have to give this to them. <laughs> but, but, but Paul Rudd's a big fan of Ghostbusters, and he uh, apparently they want to get this ghost trap working, so they hook it up to a, a school bus, a school battery bus battery, and jumpstart it. But it lets out the entity that's in it that immediately goes back to the mine. So they kind of like freak out, and they're like, "Get the fuck it, let's get the fuck out of here." Uh, Phoebe is like, we're gonna, me and podcast are gonna try out this proton pack. Yeah! <laughs> that scene was hilarious, watching her try to lift that thing up onto her back. Oh, it was it great. so much bigger. Because <laughs> it's so heavy! Yeah. She you would know, not be able to lift thing's that thing. half made of steel! <laughs> but she, 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 uh, they get to testing it out, but then, luckily, they also just happen to hear a ghost in the factory, right, where they're, they're oh, yeah. testing things out. That's where we get Muncher. Muncher! It was basically this movie's version of Slimer. I'm so sad we didn't get a real yeah. Slimer. Yeah, I was shocked. We Slimer does not appear in this movie. But at you know all. what we did get? We got Josh Gad. We got Josh Gad. Josh Gad did the voice of Muncher because we don't have any voice actors to actually do voices anymore. These poor people. Josh Gad has every voice acting thing down for cartoons lately. He is he's the go-to for Disney. Yeah. Munter is like Slimer, but he eats metal and when he's done eating metal, it leaves like a blue kind of slime on. It was him. very very uh translucent, very uh luminescent. Yeah. They try to they try to get him, they they can't get him because the trap won't work. They go chasing him through town. At this same time, Trevor's been working on the Ecto-1. Because there's a shitload of junk cars, but this is the only one that had an engine, so he wants a car. He's been fucking around with it. He finally gets it working. He finds them. And he goes for a joyride. <laughs> yeah, they go joyriding, and they find Muncher. Uh, so this this whole time, everybody's under the impression Trevor's 17 years old. Yeah, but he's 15. And it turns out he's only 15. Which is funny, because she said that he failed his driver's test three times. Right. And I'm like, he wouldn't have had a driver's no. test at 15. And what kills me is he's still driving. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, fuck it. He's still driving in this podunk town this. with a car with expired plates from the 80s. Yeah. The least inconspicuous vehicle in the world. The noisiest damn thing in the world because it sounded like a hot rod when he's driving around the field. But Egon definitely had done some things to this car. Which it's like, if he had, why was it still a junky piece of shit? Because he's uh, added this seat that flies out of the side. The jump seat, yeah. And he made a remote control... Ghost trap. Ghost trap. Which that I thing was that was really cool. That was... So, and it moved. You, I know it was digital. I know it was digital, but it moved. It looked real, yeah. It moved, and it ran, and it sounded just like a full-drive remote control vehicle would. Well, and also, wife, it moved like it was... A droid from Star Wars. Well, it kind of hopped up and down. It had a little bit of personality for a, a non-sentient being. And my wife's like, "That thing wouldn't do 70. I'm like, "Have you seen these gas-powered remote control yeah. cars lately? <laughs> they do seventy miles an hour." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "So it is possible that thing would have moved as fast as the car, but it was genius. He put a trap door in it so he could launch yeah. it in the yeah, it was in, really the, cool. in the Cadillac. It was it was fun. The stuff they found in the car and." And everything else that they did with the car, it was great. Yeah, they they chase Muncher through the town, kind of destroying a lot of shit. Destroying everything. They, they finally catch him as he's trying to get to the mountain. And then on their way back, they get stopped by the police and put in jail. Bokeen Woodbine. Which that happens to be Lucky's dad. He's the sheriff, I guess. It goes fi- Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he keeps the car, he keeps Proton back and all this stuff, and they're lucky to get out of jail. Mom had been on a date with Paul Rudd. <laughs> at the time, so she was very upset. <laughs> Which was great. The the jokes that come out of Paul Rudd. And she's like, sorry his date was a disaster. He's like, what? Yeah, he's like, no, that was great. <laughs> no, it was great. We went to jail. Everything. This is a win for me. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, Paul Rudd makes this movie. I think they all made the movie, but his jokes were just perfect. Yeah. Because it's his dry humor. It's just the way he... Drops a line. Yeah, he's pretty much perfectly fit for this type of movie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if they do a sequel to it, if they do another one, he needs to be Which in Which I it. hope they do, yeah. I, they need to. Go back home, Phoebe and the mom kind of fight about the fact that she didn't tell her Egon was her dad. Um, and she's adamant that he's not crazy. Like they're... No, he had a reason for being there. Yeah, he. she's kind of like piecing it together. From jail, she called oh. the, the <laughs> Ghostbusters number, which was... Uh, Ray Stance's bookstore. From yeah. that's the only thing from part two that carried over because he works at that bookstore. Right, right. And we find out that Egon left, and he kind of took everything the Ghostbusters had because business was down and everything. And he had found some like access of evil kind of thing where he thought the apocalypse was going to come from, and kind of none of the other Ghostbusters believed him. So he just kind of took everything and left. Well, they probably should have believed him. Yeah, I mean, they. I don't see a reason why they would question him, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe they were just all tired of doing it. Yeah, yeah, we find like Ray's gone on to be like an advertising professor, and or uh, not Ray. Peter is an advertising professor. Ray's runs his bookstore, and Winston went on to become like a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Winston's the best. He started his own business, and now is like this Fortune five hundred company. All four uh, kids go to the mountain. All together. four kids go to the mountain. But what they do is they did they go back to the mountain first and then break into the police station. Yeah, because they needed the equipment. Yeah, yeah. They go to the mountain and they're like learning history that because uh, the company that was running the mine a long, long time ago was Shandor Mining Company. Yes, we watched Ghostbusters. We did a commentary. Go check that out if you haven't. The building that Dana lives in, in the first Ghostbusters, was built. 
was built by Ivo Shandor because he used a specific type of metal that he mined from this mountain right as like a conduit to build the that building and the to, temple on the top to summon Gozer. Gozer. Yep. So this mine also happens to have that gateway is to Gozer and we find inside the mountain there's kind of a pit where we see these that that like lava-ish ghost pile again. The ectoplasm. Yeah. <laughs> and then but also there is a glass casket that has Ivo Shandor's body sealed in it, which is J.K. Simmons. <laughs> which you don't t- you can't tell it's him until he gets out of the coffin. I could tell it was him right away. I couldn't. I was like, God, who is this guy? So they kind of, they're like fa- piecing it together and they're figuring it out. And the ghosts kind of start getting out of control, coming up, and then four proton packs all go off and just shoot like cross streams and fire into the hole. Right. So this is where everybody else's uh proton packs went when he took all Yeah, Egon, Egon has took like everybody's set proton these packs up to like keep it in check. So it's and that's where all the seismic activity is coming from because the proton packs are being shot down into that hole and it's causing everything to shake. Yeah. So that's where everybody's and people are like, "Oh shit." That's where the seismic activity is coming from. But to watch podcasts face when he's reacting to the <laughs> guy in the casket wake up because of the yeah <laughs> he's oh, like well, what we had missed there um was after their date after paul rudd and mom's date paul rudd went, that's when he went to walmart yes and like the marshmallows start coming to life as little stay puff marshmallow men <laughs> which, the comedy there was great it, it was, was stupid, great but, but great. it doesn't make any sense if you think about it because stay puff marshmallow man is not a ghost no, he's why not. are these things coming to life as it, little? They just—it was an it's homage just, to the first it's just one. Nostalgia, but um, a terror dog comes and and attacks Paul Rudd and takes over. He becomes the the key master. <laughs> he does. He becomes the. It, it was almost predictable. You knew it was going to happen yeah. um, at some point because Rick Moranis wasn't there. <laughs> and then what happened when they're at the mountain? The other spirit of the other terror dog goes. And attacks mom. And attacks mom. Yep. And when they get there, it's kind of like the scene with Dana where she's like heavy breathing. Mom found Egon's secret lab. Oh, yes. And she, that's where she finds, she finds all like these pictures from throughout her life. So Egon was like keeping tabs on her. She was very important. (laughs) She was very important to him. She she had thought that he was he didn't think she was important at all like she he had no problem leaving her but he did care he just knew yeah, he had to it turns out do he this. did he loved her very much and that's when the smoke rolls in which is the same smoke that rolled in when Egon was killed at the beginning and it's a terror dog and that scene was actually pretty scary that was frightening she's like kind of creeps over near the stairs and a terror dog leaps out and grabs her and um yeah when the kids get back to the house she's sitting in the chair and she's kind of there is no mom, only Zool. Yep. <laughs> What's funny is I said that in the theater. She's the sitting voice the- she used was much scarier than the first one. She, was, she um, really fucking roars it out there. She was, she was looking straight ahead, and I looked at my wife and said, there's no more mom, there's only Zool. Yeah. And then that line came out, and my wife yeah. smacks me on the shoulder. She's like, stop it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then she hilariously jumps out the window <laughs> and runs away. Oh, my God. I don't know who they got to jump out the window, but it looked like somebody it just real. She just threw themselves out the window and fell over. It was awful. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. 
So then she meets up with Paul Rudd. Paul <laughs> Rudd's all fucked up in the middle of But she nowhere. tears her clothes off and has that dress on. She's like, same dress, whoosh! Yeah. And then they get The Dana dress. And then they get it on. Yeah, then they get it on. So the kids suit bow, up as bow, Ghostbusters. Bow, bow, bow. They break into the police station. They release Muncher. Yeah, they have to release Muncher because the gate that the proton packs are behind are... Like, Phoebe at the beginning had to pick a lock... And but this lock is like she's like unpickable. So podcast lets opens the ghost trap and lets Muncher out, and Muncher eats the gate so they can get the proton pack, which is great because Muncher then goes back to the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> he went back to the mountain. He's like, nope, I'm out of here. Thing about this scene, so they break into the police station. They go get Lucky, and they get everybody, and they're like, all right, let's go. Where are the cops? <laughs> Where are all the yeah, cops? they explain. I can't remember. Where did everybody go? Yeah. Oh, and we missed one when they were in jail, and she, Mom and, and Paul Rudd went to go pick up the kids. The female cop that was talking, that is Dan Aykroyd's daughter. Oh, really? Yep. The one that was, oh, dirt farmer. You know, the one that was making fun of dirt farmer, and how derpy everybody was? That's Dan Aykroyd's daughter. Sure. <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd is in the mountain. He's... Uh, the the proton packs are firing at the hole, and he like grabs one and makes it shoot one of the other ones to disable those. Yeah, so he blew up all the proton packs. So then all the ghosts get out, and then uh, Gozer is awoken, and they turn into terror dogs, <laughs> uh, just like in the first movie. Yeah, exactly like the like first like movie. beat for beat, exactly the same thing. They get up on the podium, yeah, and they turn into dogs, and that's it. Phoebe has been telling these horrible jokes throughout the entire movie that were hilarious every time. They were great! <laughs> so she tries to distract them as they drive the... Uh, oh, the remote control trap. Remote control trap underneath one of the terror dogs and suck them up that way. Because you need both for Gozer to exist. You need both you terror need dogs. Both terror dogs. Yep. So they trap one, which I thought well, that was that was pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, because it sucked up half of the life of Gozer Yeah, and the terror dog and released Mom. Which I didn't know you could do. It was great, yeah. but I didn't know you could do it. Which turned Gozer into like this half yeah, deca- weird. De- like decrepit, crazy ghost. Yeah, it was w- weird. It was thing. Super weird looking. But at this time, also ghosts, other ghosts started cropping up in the city. Yeah. And what I love is at the diner. Yeah, when the you turn guy around from the taxi in the first one. I think he was supposed to be not the same guy as a taxi, but an homage to that one. I think he was a minor. Because no, yeah. of what his little headband thing, but I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought too. Exactly I said, "Oh my god, it's the taxi guy!" Because he, you could tell he was a practical effect, just like yeah. like in the first movie. And I, I really enjoyed that because I was like, "Oh, that's fantastic!" It does. This movie has a way of just taking you right back to the first one. Oh yes, when Gozer awakens, a spirit goes into J.K. Simmons' body, and he is he is woken back up as well. And he's like, oh, Gozer, I did all this for you. Now we can be together and, and, and rule, the world. rule the world and everything will be great. And she immediately grabs him and rips him in half, <laughs> like lengthways, like a phone book. <laughs> I did not expect that. That, that, was, that was terrifying, but great. I'm going to have to cover the kid's eyes when I take him to see Oh, that. yeah, that was gory. <laughs> yeah, couldn't believe it. She ripped that boy in half. He's like, Bleh. I mean, he had like two lines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why can't J.K. Simmons for that? <laughs> he didn't do anything. Maybe he wanted it. Maybe yeah, he's man. like, let's do this. Must have been. He was dressed like 
Captain Kangaroo or something. He was he had this yeah, weird outfit. Yeah. He definitely looked like he was off the, the Captain Crunch box or something. <laughs> <laughs> but they are on a race back to Egon's house. Phoebe had found out uh, she had, had kind of had the revelation that the reason that his farm is a dirt farm is because that it's filled with ghost traps. And that's what he was trying to do when he got killed was when he flipped that switch, he was trying to open all these ghost traps underneath the ground. Yeah, and it took to, too much power. To suck up anything, but because he's poor and <laughs> the farms run down and everything, the electrical grid isn't secure. Um, so they get back and... The terror dog's kind of t- chasing them through the city, and they get back to the house, and they're doing a little little bit of fighting, a little bit of ghost fighting. Lucky comes out dressed as a Ghostbuster. She got another proton pack from somewhere. Yeah, she probably took the one that was impounded. Yeah, yeah maybe. Well, well, no, because what's her uh, Phoebe has that one. Oh, and so she just kicks the door open from the house and finds. And, and, and mom's like, "Who the hell are you? Why are yeah, you in my house?" My- the look she gave her was like, "What?" They are having. A little bit of a hard time, but then the Ghostbusters show up. Yay! And they all have proton packs somehow. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many proton there's packs. All, there's little problems like that, but I don't care enough to no, think about it, it or give a shit. doesn't make any sense to care about it. It's just fantastic. Man, Bill Murray looks old. <laughs> they all Dan look... Aykroyd looks good. I mean, He's just fat, and Ernie Hudson still looks amazing. <laughs> I don't... Th- He's the only one that didn't age. He looks fantastic. He's got a little gray on the sides, yeah, and it's like, phenomenal. holy shit. But yeah, they start blasting. Bill Murray starts jawjacking at Gozer. <laughs> like he did, talking about, we could have been so good yeah, together. we could have been the best power couple in the world. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me? I see you back. <laughs> uh, they kind of get dispatched. I was hoping for more of them in the movie, but I understand just bringing them in at the end. You knew this. You knew it was going to happen, yeah. though. You, you said this yeah. way back. Um, um, so what, they cross the streams again. Yeah, and, sh- and Gozer somehow uncrosses the Which was ridiculous. But that's because she took over Lucky. You have to you have to say that. they they Oh, yes. They, Lucky turns into a terror dog. Right. She possessed Lucky she, as a terror dog. Gozer takes the ghost trap that the terror dog's trapped in and rips it open. But like, bare destroys hands. it. Cool. And Gozer looks really cool. Looks a lot like the original, but even better. Yeah. And Bill Murray called her Flat Top again. Yeah. Hey, Flat Top. <laughs> yeah, Lucky gets turned into a terror dog. Phoebe is basically going one-on-one with Gozer, and that's when uh, her brother was in the car trying to use the proton pack that's in there, but the, the little staple marshmallow mans jumped on the back and started like ripping out wires. <laughs> and then podcasts started fighting a bunch of them with the PKE taser in the car. <laughs> and he finally gets it, up. He gets it all back up and working, and instead of shooting Gozer, he shoots the electrical posts. Yes. Which which powers up the grid. Powers up the grid, and then Mom is able to flip the switch and, and suck everything into the ghost trap. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, and that's when... Yes, when Phoebe, Phoebe's in like a almost Harry Potter-style laser battle with Gozer. Oh, yeah, because she has power beam that came out of her hand. Yeah, Gozer's shooting like a laser out of her hand to match Phoebe's proton, proton stream. Yep. That's when, when the ghost... Of, we see the ghost of Egon... And it's phenomenal. They did a great job making him look old yeah, they and all, still the same at the same time. They aged him up even though he's been dead for seven years. Yeah. And yeah, it just looks like an older Harold Ramis, but still, it's just like Egon got aged up. Yep. Like he looks even better than Harold Ramis looked when he died. <laughs> like he, he did. He looked Egon phenomenal. He haircut, but he's older. And uh, 
So he helps guide Phoebe yeah, then, uh, to the guys yep. so they can all cross streams again. And finally, and, and then capture Gozer, and then they all get, then they all get trapped. Egon doesn't get sucked into the traps somehow. But I don't know how. That's, Maybe I because don't he's a good spirit, not a bad spirit. <laughs> it's all good. But what I loved about it is they didn't give him a voice. Yeah, he didn't talk, which the, was, I was surprising, but I'll take it. I understand why. I well, it's great that they didn't try. Yeah, I, I think it's great that they. I mean, I'm sure that there's plenty of audio of him talking. They they could have made the they could have board and worked that out. But yeah, it worked with him not talking. It was all emotion. That's all it was, and it. it I I cried. I had tears. Did you? Yep. Oh. I had tears. But the Ghostbusters have a little we miss your buddy moment with him. Um, and then he has like a, a little moment with Phoebe and with Trevor. He like fixes his collar. Um, and then he has a he has a hug with his his daughter. And because she realizes that her dad did love her. Yeah. And, and then, then he, he floats up into the sky. Disappears. And then it says for Harold. Oh, God. Seriously, that that's what choked yeah, me up. Right that there. was yeah, that was pretty touching. I almost, I, I literally almost died at the end of this movie. <laughs> I really liked how this whole movie was kind of like a love letter to him, and it was because he did love this. Like him, him and Dan Aykroyd wrote Ghostbusters and yep. kept writing Ghostbusters and wrote for the Ghostbusters cartoons. Like I just watched a, uh, I just watched an interview with the guys, and they're like, Harold Ramis is the one that reined in this, uh, the first movie, yeah, uh, to bring it to reality to give it something that we knew him and Ivan Reitman got together and powwowed and made it what it was versus the script that they had been given from Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Yeah. Which is fucking insane. Yes. So Harold Ramis really was the driving force of this whole series. And they did such a great job with this one. And if you notice from the beginning credits, this is like a company. Ghostbusters is like a company now. Yeah. Ghostbusters is supposed to be like its own kind of like property universe now where there's going to be like TV shows and movies and it's cartoons be, and everything it's else. It's going to be fantastic. Which is great. I'll take it. But uh, uh, yeah, then we see Ernie Hudson takes the, the uh, Ecto-1 back because he's like, oh, my baby. <laughs> what and then have they, they done to you? <laughs> they, they show him driving across the bridge yeah, man, yeah, man, with, with the, the lights, lights on and everything on, else. Yeah. And Telling me you drove that thing from Oklahoma all I don't the way think back so. to uh, New York City. So my question is that in the future, is that new? Is he is he going to start up the, the gang again? Yeah. Well, we, what are they alluding to? <laughs> we get post credit scene. We get Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver together, which they put Sigourney Weaver's name in the credits, like in the main credits. Yeah, but she's... Even before it starts scrolling, like the credits that pop up onto the fucking screen in like the animatro- animatics of the of the final credits. Right. It's like, and with Sigourney Weaver. And, and I, well, I was confused the, by that because I'm like, I hadn't seen her. And then yeah, all of a sudden they did this she's cut scene. This, she's in the post credits. She's giving Bill Murray the electroshock from the first <laughs> movie. <laughs> which that was, that was a fun little scene. Yeah. And then the post credit scene is Annie Potts, which I didn't stay for that. that. Oh, really? I was told there wasn't another one. Oh, yeah, there's another one. Is that they show footage that's definitely from the first Ghostbusters movie, but I don't know if it was like a deleted scene because I don't remember it ever being in the movie. In what- is when Egon is leaving to go where they're going to go to Dana's apartment. Uh, Annie Potts like gives him this coin, and she's like, "This is uh, this is like my most prized possession, and I want you to have it." And he's like, "Well, I could die," and she's like, "That's all right. I have another one at home." Really? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. And then it cuts to her sitting in the lobby of Winston's company and she has that coin and then she's sitting down with winston and they're having like a little nostalgia conversation about how like egon was the brains and all this shit and uh winston is like everything i've built you know it's great and all but you know 
he's like, I'm a, I was a Ghostbuster and I'll always be a Ghostbuster. And then they show him walking back into the firehouse and like waving in and someone pulling the Ecto-1 in to the oh. firehouse. And then the camera goes down into the basement and we see the, the containment facility. Yeah. And the light comes on and starts blinking. Oh, so hopefully we'll definitely get sequels. <laughs> oh God! I, well, now I'm gonna have to go home and yeah, you get on, sure YouTube. It's on YouTube. I'm so mad I didn't stay for it because I went. I I had to, I had a pee break because it was. I yeah. was like, oh, I gotta go pee, and I got back and the girl at the counter's like, yeah, there's no more scenes. And I'm like, oh okay, so I left. Oh, uh, really? Oh, that sucks. Ugh. I had luckily seen a tweet that was like, there's two, so make sure you sit for both. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't stay for the second one. My wife's gonna be upset. Yeah. But, but yeah, hey, it was great. and the yeah. movie was well, the movie was fantastic. I mean, instant nostalgia. Yeah. Instant classic. Uh, I'm gonna own it as soon as it comes out, and I will. I will. I will share it with the world. I love this movie. Yeah, I'm taking my kids to see it tomorrow night, and I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. I, I thought it was really great, and it really fits the universe. I'll so go for Thanksgiving. I, I'll go. If to we're gonna go keep getting more of this. I'm. I'm happy for it. I hope they don't cheese up the next one. Yeah. They need to keep it on the same level because it was. This was just done so well. Yeah. No, yeah, I'll take a whole series. Bring bring back this cast and let. I, I'm hoping how Paul Rudd was kind of. Rick Moranis. Yeah, 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 Rick Moranis. Kind of. Not really. He was not a loser like that, but. No, but he was the Rick Moranis of this movie. Yeah, with the terror dog and everything. I hope in the second one, just like in the second Ghostbusters, he, become, he becomes a Ghostbuster. I really thought Rick Moranis was supposed to show up in this. Yeah, I, I was surprised he didn't. I, I figured he would. I mean, they got literally everybody else. Literally everybody else. But. <laughs> But yeah, it was good. Let us know your thoughts. You can do so by reaching us on Twitter, FMBN Podcast, or on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, FMBN, the number four in the letter U. Uh, you can get our merchandise on our Threadless store, fmbn.threadless.com. Go get yourself a t-shirt. And besides that, we will be back on Friday with our Thanksgiving episode. Me and Tammy recorded Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, sweet. So that'll be coming because that's a perfect in between Halloween and Christmas movie. Absolutely. It's a great movie. So we'll see that on Friday. But until then, I am Josh. I am Ben. And this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay spooky, my friends. Mm-hmm.